This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Catherine Swift, the former head of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and current spokesperson for Working Canadians is in the house. How Swifty? A little chilly. I just walked down from the financial district, so it's a, it's a little nippy out there. Oh, I was going to say, fine. weather-wise, or did you get the chill from being among the financial muck? Well, a little bit of that, too. <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> I, I was curious. Uh, so they're not all in Davos. Uh, and David Sparrow, the president of Actra National. That's the union representing performers across Canada. How's the Sparrow? The Sparrow's doing fantastic, John, uh, and uh, happy to be representing performers who are also doing very well all across the country. Well, you know, we were just talking about a performer, uh, the drummer in Aerosmith. Yeah. Suing his bandmates. He wants somewhat of an injunction because they're cutting him out of the band saying he doesn't have the chops because he had surgery. After 50 years, he figures this is a gross indignity that he's got to, again, uh, have to be subjected to, I guess, uh, some kind of... uh, what do you call it? Audition. Audition. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> You're the guy in actor. You should have known that. Swifty had to assume your role there for a second. She, she's very sharp and on point. Okay. Uh, well, here's my question, though. I mean, you ever have that? Like, let's say there's a comedy troupe, and suddenly they want to ace somebody out of the troupe. Uh, who gets to make that call? Well, John, it's the fans, really. The fans get to choose. Uh, no, um, uh, there are um, both in comedy and in music uh, sometimes personality conflicts. Sometimes, uh-huh. uh, just uh, if you believe it, the integrity of the music or the presentation, and sooner or later, uh, some people are asked to move on, and uh, those are always challenging. Uh, luckily, uh, I've never had enough money for anyone to sue me for asking them to leave. So, well, no, but you know, in that context, is this a Union grievance? Could they bring it to you and say, uh, try to settle this with, you know, how they, a separation pay? What do you get? Severance? That kind of thing? Aerosmith couldn't, but um, <laughs> of, of course, uh, in, in a union context, if, if somebody was uh, contracted to do a show and then they were asked to leave and for reasons other than were included in the contract, then yes, a grievance would, would result. But in, in this case, it, I think it probably comes down to artistic differences and how are you going to prove that in court? Well, we're going to find out because uh, they've got the Grammys coming up and basically uh, Aerosmith slated to play. So either he's behind the Joey Kramer as a drummer or his techie who actually set up his drum kit is now drumming with the band. That's the greatest indignity of all, isn't it? I mean, your understudy gets the A roll. Can you imagine, though, that in a lot of these big bands, probably that techie is a better drummer than most other uh, bands that haven't made it to that level? Well, yeah, <laughs> that there. was certainly the case with uh, Peter Chris, I think, in uh, in uh, Kiss. Anyway, let me get to Swifty here on another matter, since we'll move it along. And uh, unless you wanted to weigh in, Swifty, I mean, ever... No, no. I, I found it really odd when I heard about this today, but I, I don't really understand what he's suing for. I, that's what I didn't get. He but wants to play there with has a band. To be, Yeah, I know, but he has to charge them with something under the law to sue, right? I think he probably feels like he's Alienation a... Alienation found- of affection. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yes. But he also feels like he's a founding member. He's been yeah, there the whole years. time. And so the question is, really... I, I'm not a lawyer, but who owns the band? Who owns the brand? And therefore, does he actually, can he say, well, if you cut me out, then you owe me X million dollars because I'm not going to be reaping that reward going forward. That's an interesting one, too. Uh, lost income going forward. All right. Uh, somebody else who's uh, facing being turfed earlier than might be expected, Donald Trump. I know, Swifty, you've been watching the proceedings. Eye-glazing stuff, isn't it? It, it, it. I must say, there's sometimes I think, is it just me or is this just a inane 
complicated circus. Uh, it, it just Nancy Pelosi and all the pens, I must say, was what really sent, <laughs> sent me over the deep end. I mean, uh, it 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 is a it, it's a it's a circus. It's a sideshow. I I just uh, so you're saying there's no higher uh, principle involved here. Uh, let's just say some profound undertaking of the Constitution and how it's interpreted, how it plays out, how it may have been betrayed by Donald Trump. None of that is playing it's, out? Well, it's supposed to be, but no, I don't believe it is. I think it's become this this gotcha game. Uh, and just given the way that, you know, the Senate being Republican and the House, uh, or the, um, you know, the House Representatives being uh, Democrat, uh, it, it, where is it going to go? I, I guess that's the ultimate. And everybody can flap their gums as much as they want. It's an election year, so things are at a fever pitch in general in U.S. politics. But, boy, it's more than eye-glazing. It's it's Mm brain-confounding. Right. Here's one of the arguments. For example, the Dems uh, yesterday, even though the Senate uh, controls the proceedings, they uh, were insistent that, you know, all of these motions that they put forward be heard in full. And uh, some of the punditry are now saying the game they're playing is they know they were going to get shot down because they don't have the majority in the Senate, but they just wanted to table it, get it said, and uh, string it out because they feel that the more time they're devoting to this, uh, the public may be lapping it up, and it uh, has this corrosive effect on the public's perception of Trump and with the election year going on. So it's all about partisan politicking, uh, or that's one interpretation, unless you, David Sparrow, think that there is a profound principle in play here constitutionally, and, you know, the the, the Dems are trying to uphold that principle, even if, you know, uh, despite their morose and, uh, you know, they're, they're very uh, profoundly moved by this, Nancy Pelosi's, you could tell, mm-hmm. putting together souvenir pens and then going on Bill Maher, uh, but still in all, you know, it was a somber occasion. Is it really? You know, it, frankly, it should be. And, and I'll just start by saying that I believe that Donald Trump is perhaps the, the worst representation of America and the presidency in certainly my lifetime, which is a good time here on the planet. However, having said that, a pox on both of their houses. The fact that neither of them has been able to truly put um, political rhetoric to the side and stand up and say, we have an issue here. The uh, the House has 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 impeached, and so now let's be sober and somber about this, and not act like it's a predetermined outcome, and actually hear the evidence and make a decision. Otherwise, frankly, the United States of America is just demonstrating more so that it's a broken democracy. It's a broken covenant that they have with their people. The Constitution is not something that anybody's willing to stand up for if it challenges their opportunity to be in power. And that's a terrible and dangerous and, quite frankly, sad thing when you figure how young that country really is, even going back a couple of hundred years. It's new on the planet. Yeah, you know, when you use the word dangerous, I wonder about that too, Swifty. I mean, uh, you know, you're one who's a keen political observer. Is this a dangerous development insofar as, uh, you know, now it sort of kicks open the door to all kinds of potential abuse here in in terms of invoking impeachment? I, I don't know. I mean, P- Potentially. I, again, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. But uh, I agree with David. It's 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 corrosive to the to I think the body politic in the U.S. in general. And you mentioned, you know, yes, the Democrats obviously want to keep 
you know, front and center, believing it will influence how people vote later in the year. But there's the opposite risk, too, that is people that do support Trump are hardening their support. And of course, the U.S. politically is so polarized. I think one of the biggest risks here is further destructive polarization of the American electorate, which is, you know, you saw what happened. Well, it's, and it's not, I mean, Trump is a special case in a lot of ways, but that's been building for a long time. That That's not, it's, it just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. And it, it, it's sad. I, 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 it's not unique to the U.S. either. I think you see some of it here in Canada. Now, we don't have the two-party system, though, so at least we have a little more evenly no distributed. But quite just the intolerance of no. everybody for somebody that doesn't agree with them. I don't remember that being the case 20 years ago when you could have it. You might have a good, lively discussion, but it wasn't you're evil because you don't agree with me on issue X. And and I, I just think it feeds that beast in a bad way. Well, I wanted to come back and uh, discuss that in the context of, as you say, uh, Catherine, that here in Canada, we might have similar phenomena happening, uh, certainly where the Ford government is concerned. And on the teacher's issue, the education file, uh, there may be a tipping point where public perception favors either the unions and the teachers or the Ford government. And uh, it seems like they're trying to massage this very carefully because in the court of public opinion was is where a lot of this will be won. Catherine Swift and Dave Sparrow. Swifty and the Sparrow on The Oakley Show. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.